Konbawa. Hi, everybody. I am Jack. I just wanted to take a minute to introduce Terrorist Out. So Terrorist Out is a podcast about a show about six strangers living together, and we observe how they interact. All that they've prepared is a beautiful home and automobiles. And all that we've prepared is a couple of microphones, opinionated friends, and an hour of our time. There's absolutely no script at all. We are watching and reviewing, and we absolutely hope you love the show, follow along, and enjoy. I'm Michelle. And I'm Caitlin. And we're ready to get terraced out. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Yay, we're back. <laughs> so we want to, I figured I'd ask you what you'd been up to recently since I last talked to you. But then I've just talked to you like a few days ago. So I don't know <laughs> if that's really interesting. And I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Like, not really much. Yeah, I know. We've just been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, working. Italian citizenship stuff for you. Yep. Yep. Right? Lots of document hunting. That's cool. Me, I don't know. I was. I've been really busy. I've just literally been writing show notes and like planning stuff for the show. So and writing. That's it. <laughs> yep. Netflix and Italian studying. That's about it. <laughs> oh, Netflix. Oh, okay. Let's. So let's just get right into it because our lives are boring and this is the only thing we have. So. <laughs> Terrace house. <laughs> Terrace house and talking about it. Enjoying my life. I know, seriously. So last week, we'll do a recap. We did uh, Risiko and Ruka's pancake and movie date, where Ruka learned the meaning of plane for the first time. <laughs> um, Educating our poor cinnamon roll. Getting adjudicated. <laughs> <laughs> they saw a movie and um, they watched Conan, the, the Detective Conan anime, and made plans to go skateboarding together soon at the park. Back at the house, Risiko reflected on how much fun she had with on her date with Cory in the girls' room. Well, we find out through a conversation with Shohei that Ruka is still curious about Haruka and is still very much interested. There is a lot of hot chemistry between Cory and Kenny. It's heating up. Woohoo! Shoulders touching in the playroom as they discuss their passion of drawing. And, like, giving each other tips and, like, you know, making plans to go, like, get t-shirts and stuff. Very flirty. um, To screen print. And then we had Corey and show his Sancha date. That was where they went to go get the raw eggs over rice and and stuff. And how uh, that's where Corey revealed she's been under a lot of stress in the house. And where Shohei walked back his, I'm interested in you very seriously to I'm just interested in getting to know you as a person. Yeah, it's chill. <laughs> yeah, it's chill. It's what it's whatever. Yeah, you know? it's chill. We're just going to talk and hang out. I'm interested in multiple things equally, not just one thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like his indecisiveness is just like <laughs> bleeding into other areas of his life. Ruka gets a fever and Risiko takes care of him and goes to get medicine exactly three steps away from their house. Ruka's dream incident, where he uh, talks about how he ha- saw Risiko in his dream, 
at the hair salon, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they discuss, uh, and then Risako and Shohei discuss how he is probably unknowingly breaking a lot of hearts with his his cuteness and, and complete unawareness and aloofness of what his his double meanings of, of things he says. Then we have, we end with Ruka going to pick up Haruka from Harajuku train station in the car. The Jaguar twinning in red to drive her and her guitar home. And that is where we are here at the beginning of episode four. Yep, yep, number four. Number four, aptly titled, I Want to Be a Hero. So cute, so sweet. I wonder who said that. Hmm. Let's take a guess. Who could be the hero of the story? Listeners, do you think you can (laughs) guess? We'll give you a couple seconds while we get on to our next topic. So clearly we're going to start with Ruka and Haruka (laughs) because why not? Ruka picks up Haruka and Harajuku and gives her a ride back to the house. This ride was actually starting off very, like, great because... They connect over their shared love of cars and motorcycles. Who would have thought? Yeah, I was pretty proud of him. Like, I honestly was just worried that he was going to get in the car and then just not speak. (laughs) Yeah, and he he tried. He said said first, he was like, do you drive a lot? Like, Mm -hmm. he asked her, and he was just like, wow, I'm so proud you did it. I'm like, wow, you're asking questions. You're, like, being involved. I I know, right? Get it, Ruka. Get it. I know. It was so great. Proud. And I was like, and I kind of for, had forgotten that he wasn't in, hadn't arrived yet when they were talking about her car. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. On the first day. He hadn't arrived yet, which is why he didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, that's so great. Like, he didn't even realize that that was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Maybe Shohei like mentioned you know, she likes cars or something, but I don't think he did. Like, it, if they did, I feel like they would have showed it because they showed him giving him so much advice anyway. Yeah, well, so. he was there when she was talking about drag racing, I think. Yeah. So I think he just, like, knew that she liked cars, but I, yeah, I think maybe. it was a good conversation starter because, you know, they're in a car. Yeah, because they're driving. She likes cars. Like, it was pretty, it was pretty smooth, I'd say. Yeah, it was really smooth. And this is where we real- we find out that until recently, Ruka owned his own car that he bought on his own with financing and it's it, it, and he recently sold it because he got his O-class license in Japan which is a motorcycle license and uh, he has been pining for a Harley and the car that he drove was a French made car called a Puggio and the, Haruka comments what mature taste <laughs> and she's like you have an old man you're like a grandpa, like, and then Ruka's like, yeah, people say it's a card old people will drive, and and Ruka's like, you, you're like a grandpa, and Ruka's like, mm-hmm. and he makes that like cute little like emoji face. Yeah, he's he a like scrunchy like little smile. It's so cute. He like looks away. He's, like scrunchy. Er, I just want to squish it. Yeah, like a little squishy face. Yeah. And a lot of the panelists on audio were saying, like, that's a really expensive car. So at first, when they when he said he drove a Puggio, they were all like, oh, my God, is he like rich? Is he like a rich son? And they were like really judgmental because he's only 20. Mm-hmm. And then when they were saying like, oh, he bought it with lease with a lease like financing. 
they're pretty impressed, as was Haruka, who also uh, connected because she shares that she actually bought her own Corvette baby uh, with financing herself. Mm -hmm. And so she also drives a foreign car, which uh, obviously, you know, Corvette is an American Mm -hmm. car, 2007. And you find out how much Haruka truly loves and adores her car here. She doesn't drive her car in the city. Because she believes that all of the stopping and starting in the traffic in the city is too bad for the car's health. And it's not healthy because it stresses the engine out too much. So she feels so guilty like stressing out such a wonderful engine in the city for her own selfish whims. So she only drives her car in the freeway and for long road trips. That's it. She she adores her car. Yeah. It's it's very like that's her baby. I mean, it, it, the the panelists are all like, "Wow, this woman loves her car, man." <laughs> like, she takes care of it, but driving in the city stresses out the driver as well. So <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> but that is something that a lot of like the thing is like I have heard people say that before. Like my dad's friends growing up, like ambassador, like some like foreign ambassadors, like European ambassadors. There were a couple people who were European and they drove. So they liked cars. Cars were their thing, mm-hmm. their hobby. And they used to say the same thing. Like if they had a sports car or a car with an engine that is normally created to drive fast, mm-hmm. they say it's a disservice to not use it for the re- for for its purpose. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense because like we my mom had an Audi after we sold our Prius because she refused to drive my Prius. Um, she said it was a spaceship car. And I was like, don't even let... You're lucky it's not a Tesla. Like, but, <laughs> but I mean, at the time, I was just like, mom, like, come on. And we traded it for an Audi because she had driven a Mercedes and she had driven like an Audi on a rental and she said it was nice. Mm -hmm. So we got her that, but then that engine is meant to be driven fast. So she, she only drives around the block or to her like appointments and to the mall Mm -hmm. to go to the grocery store and like to the movies. So it's, it's, she doesn't use it enough. Like, Mm so we ended up getting rid of it because we had so many engine problems and then it got infested with ants. (laughs) we had to get rid of it we got like i think we didn't even get like two thousand dollars for it it was just it was just pathetic like Mm -hmm. pathetic so then i got her a honda honda we got her a honda accord i think it's not accord no it was a camry no it was a toyota camry what am i talking about not honda a toyota not that a honda is bad or anything did she drive that one more yeah, yeah. It's much better. Like, it has better car mileage. It's smaller. It's a hatchback. It's, like, super okay. cute. It's, oh, okay. like, a small little little four-door. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. And she really likes it. She says she dinged it, though. I got it. We got it, like, February of last year. So she's had it, like, a year. That's okay. She's like, I dinged it. I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> little know, ding. It's still drivable. I don't even drive cars, so it's like I'm just like as long as you're safe and, you know. So then Ruka takes one step for- forward, two steps back trying to ask Haruka out. <laughs> he like asks her what she's doing tomorrow, but like first he like scratches the inside of his ear like there's something burrowed inside it. <laughs> like everyone was commenting on the panel like what is he trying to to 
to excavate out of his ear right now. <laughs> like He's kind of intense. Don't understand what's happening. And anyway, he asks her what she's doing tomorrow. And she's like, oh, I have a work meeting. And then I'm meeting my friend to get to grab some tea. And then we're probably going to get a meal later or whatever. And then he just gets so thrown off by this. He just like goes, oh, okay. And then he can't recover. He, he can't be like, well, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, what are you doing tonight then? Like, when are you free? Would have been like kind of a good segue into rebounding from being told that tomorrow I'm not available. But then he just says, I, I, I meant to ask you something, but I can't remember what it was. And then he's just like, oh, my God, what was it? What was it? What was it? Like, I've done that before when I really know what it is, but I just want to pretend like I didn't ask. Yeah. Or like couldn't ask because I was too embarrassed or like if they if they were to be able to like ask me and it was right then I would be like oh yeah that's it but like it's just too embarrassing to not which is ridiculous like no one can read your mind people no one actually knows yeah no unless you verbatim tell them even if you're a psychic or a medium like you don't know no until you get a validation so Mm -hmm. it's like you don't always you can't know until the other person validates whatever it is yeah and he could have just totally played it off like he didn't have to go with the oh oh what was i gonna ask you like kind of panic mode in a way yeah like yeah it it showed that he was still really inexperienced and young mm -hmm. yeah like he was not young but like green in the dating game yeah he is kind of aloof and he doesn't really know how to navigate that yet Mm -hmm. i think they talk about how their schedules have them crossing like two ships in the night and like as a result they haven't really had that much of an opportunity to chat or connect with each other as much as they would have wanted to yet and then he tells her like i had a list of questions i want to ask you which i already i think i already said but Mm -hmm. and then he gets really quiet and then it's like silent and then it cuts to the house and so (laughs) you figure out like oh missed opportunity yeah and then later he kind of mentions to Shohei that like he had wanted he had planned to ask her his plan was to ask her to get like a meal once they got closer to the house but he miscalculated the timing and the by the time the conversation came around they already got to the house so I'm guessing that's what that edit meant was that like he asked and they're like oh okay and then they had just pulled into the garage Mm -hmm. so like it wasn't like they were gonna be driving a little bit more so then they couldn't like make conversation about it where it's like oh well when are you free next like it was just like they were in the garage and so it was just like all right well let's get out of the car yeah it was just a natural end to the conversation yeah it just kind of like ended that's what he said. I mean, you gave some good ideas on, like, how to rebound from, like, a missed landing. I think that's – it's just hard, I guess, mm-hmm. like, to – if you're in your head, like, I totally get it. Like, I remember when I was in high school – I guess, like, this isn't the same, but, I mean, when I was in high school, like, I – the guy that I was, like, really into, like, the my first big crush ever when I was, like, 14 – I was, like, so into him, and I really wanted to, like, freshmen couldn't go to the prom, and, like, I didn't, and we had a semi-formal, and I, like, really wanted to go with him because he was a senior, and I knew, like, I wouldn't have an opportunity to unless I did that, and then I just, like, 
couldn't ask. I was so embarrassed and I was so shy. And like everyone in the musical thought that like I liked someone else Mm. because but he was actually the person I was like who was like my confidant who was like encouraging me because he was friends with this person. And I remember I left the cast party for the musical we did West Side Story and we got to the train station at Gotanda and I was just sobbing at the place where you buy your train tickets because I was like if I leave now then like it won't happen like oh today is my only opportunity to ask like I'm not gonna have another opportunity like before the dance happens so I was just so upset and like I just started I lost my like I lost it and then like I don't know what happened but I think like Someone went and got him and, like, brought him to the train station. Oh, that's so cute. And then, like, I asked him or something, and then he said yes. And then, like, he hugged me and was like, it's going to be okay. Like, you're fine. Like, we're okay. (laughs) And then I was even more embarrassed because I made such a big deal out of it. And it was just, like, literally one of – but then, like, that formal was amazing. But then, like, it was one of the most, like, embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) moments ever. Like, I had a literal meltdown at a train station. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's not like I – I've been through it. Like, I get it. Like, that's that's worse than what happened with Ruka. (laughs) Like, I literally was – sobbing in a like outside a train station and like they were just and this is just like me surrounded by like 10 of my high school friends and then like random people going home at night at like seven o'clock at night my parents are like calling me asking me like why I haven't come home yet like (laughs) you're just like sobbing because I'm sobbing at the train (laughs) station for like 30 minutes after I left this cast party and I was just like I could not deal with it like I like but I couldn't let go of what I wanted so it was just like I don't know what it was I've never reacted that way to things since or before that really so it was just such a surprise yeah I've always like I don't know I'm I'm literally the worst I am always missing the landing I would say I definitely am not like crying in the train station, but it's more like I'm like I'm like slapping myself. Like, Thanks, Caitlin. Caitlin, you had your chance. Like I literally have done this so many times. Like I am like absolute worst. Like I'm so awkward, especially like when I get nervous. Like I totally feel him because as much as I'm like, yeah, Ruka, like be strong. I know for myself, I'm like, ooh, Caitlin, be strong because yeah, I have missed. Oh my god, I can't even. Like, high school especially. Like, college, I got a little bit better, but, like, high school, like, especially. Like, I did not know how to ask anyone out or to the dance. I would just be super awkward and then be mad at myself for not doing it. Yeah, I always, like, waited to get asked. Mm-hmm. I went with people that I was friends with or, like, I was, I had a good relationship with, but, like, not anyone I was, like into but then again like I didn't really I wasn't really into anyone when I was in high school like not any of the people who went to my schools just because like I went to an international school in Tokyo and the girl there were like two girl schools to one boys school and like there weren't as many boys and the boys usually all just like would date 
one friend and then they would break up and then a few months later like the next year they would be dating one of the other friends and then like most of my friends dated all my other guy friends and I was just like I don't really want to share exes with my friends (laughs) valid yeah just like didn't really care I was just like I'm not and I was more friends I was like a a friends with all the guys I wasn't really like into them in that way I think yeah I mean I had the crush my freshman year and after he graduated I just didn't really like anyone I think yeah I always had crushes I mean I I dated a couple of people but I had crushes and stuff but like I don't know I just wasn't like super into the drama Mm -hmm. I feel that I didn't really date in high school either because of that yeah it was more of like a college thing yeah, and I was just never one to make the first move. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just, like, I'm not – I'm really, like – because my Venus is in Cancer, so, like – and you're a Cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your Venus is in, but we should look that up. <laughs> I should do your chart. Yeah, I'm actually not sure. I'm really bad keeping up with the astrological signs. I know. We should get you on the co-star because, like, I feel like Cancers love hard, and they're pretty emotionally connected to their like they're very go with their emotions um and re- all of their relationships mm, sounds about right and they like really get into them sometimes a little bit more than the other people might be into their relationships or like they matter very much so sometimes I feel like I can get way consumed by my relationships and sometimes to the point where I'm not if I'm not looking out for myself and like if I'm push putting too much of my other other people that I care about stuff on my own plate, then I can sometimes lose myself because I just get I, the, my my people matter to me so much that like if they're in trouble, like I will drop everything for them. I feel that I feel like, yeah, okay, I relate to that like so deeply because I feel like I have a lot of those same like feelings and tendencies as well yeah it's tough sometimes but Mm -hmm. like I really wouldn't trade it because the relationships where those when they're reciprocal like when the feelings are mutual and the actions are reciprocal my friendships are so great like they're incredible like Mm -hmm. I wish the my friendships onto any everyone like the ones that are amazing, like you. Mm-hmm. But I, I really don't. I mean, I'd rather have an authentic relationship than and always feel like I'm being authentic and that I put my all into my, my relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather do that and feel like, well, at least I put everything into it, you know, mm-hmm. than to look back and be like, well, I could have done this. And if what if I'd done this? Would had things been different? Like, I always try to really be there mm-hmm. and present in my relationships which I mean it's not always reciprocal because sometimes like when you're devoted or loyal like sometimes you can you can get taken advantage of yeah so. and that's the that's kind of the hard part is like you can only do so much for yeah. your for your friends or your relationship or whatever but at the end of the day like if they're not putting the effort back then you know, it's just uh, yeah. it's hard to, to keep that or to continue to put your time. You know, time is right. one of the most valuable things that people have. And exactly. Yeah. When it's not reciprocal, then. Right. Or know. not valued even. Like yeah. even if it's not even reciprocal, like even if if you're not be if your time isn't being valued or respected by the other person, then it it makes you question like whether or not it's a healthy relationship. Absolutely. 
Yeah, which is something I have to think a lot about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Okay, later on with Ruka and Haruka, we get they there's a point in the episode where Ruka and Haruka are talking on the couch after Haruka gets home from work and uh, they talk about Harley's and they get close to each other, but they ultimately get interrupted by Risiko. Haruka asks Ruka like if there's a specific bike that he is interested in. And he replies that he really wants to ride a Harley Sportster. And she's kind of surprised at this and says, oh, like you want an old, like a vintage motorcycle? You don't want like a new one? And he kind of reveals that in his ultimate dream would be to have one of each that he could ride. And so Ruka kind of initially opens the conversation between the two of them by asking when she's going to the concert with Kenny of her friend and yeah she kind of mentions like when they're going and then kind of Haruka kind of changes the subject to their mutual interest and then Haruka asks him to like show her what it looks like and they both agree it's cool and like you know that black would be the best color to have and then Haruka kind of shares her most important place with him which is her car shop and it's the shop she takes her car to and she shows him their Instagram photos and like this really cool photo of a DeLorean with its engine popped out and she says that they actually also like to fix up Harleys and other bikes and that they should go there sometime together and Ruka says he would love to go there and then at this point is when Risako comes down to grab water from the kitchen post bath and then she just like goes back up the stairs with a very complicated look on her face and then she comes back down and kind of sits herself down at the table and kind of takes over the conversation almost and brings it back to something uh, about kingdom well first she says do you know how why I can't concentrate right now and like Haruka's face looks like she is like really uncomfortable because she thinks like oh are you gonna say because Mm -hmm. like we're talking and like you feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you like it like I don't what are you trying to say like and Risako goes I want to play kendama like that's all I'm thinking about and then she's like I wanted to buy juggling bags but like bean bags but I don't know and then she looks at Ruka and she's like can we buy them and then he's like yeah Sure. And then she just like starts talking about stuff that old, and then she's like, don't you want to get like the game of life? <laughs> it was very random. Yeah. Like all these different games. It was just so random. And she like basically, but it's like a classic girl move. Yeah. Which is like, I don't like that you and the guy I'm interested in are bonding over something that I don't know anything about and I know nothing about, but you guys were having the conversation to begin with and I intruded, but technically I was here first, as you can see by all of my papers. Yeah. So let me bring back the conversation to something that I like and I'm going to seemingly pass it like it's a conversation for all of us and then I'm going to take over and then I'm just going to take the guy. <laughs> and then basically like Haruka at this point she's just like I can't connect to any of what they're talking about yeah. like she's just like and then the, and then Ruka goes wouldn't you like would you like do you want to play like the game of life 
And Haruka's like, I mean, if it's if it's around. Yeah. And then she's kind of like, eh, go get a bath. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, actually, like, make a point to, like, go out and get one. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really care. Yeah. And then she's just like, all right, I'm going to take a bath. Like, she just, like, <laughs> leaves. Like, and Haruka's just, and Haruka just, like, goes off. And then Ruka is oblivious. And Risicola looks very pleased with herself. Yeah, I feel the tension building like i i feel like i've kind of been in risiko's position before mm-hmm. so i i definitely just feel like that's that tension's gonna build because i think ruka yeah. is way more interested than haruka and i think risiko yeah. is like all in on ruka that i think this is gonna just continue to be a little bit right more tense between them it's not fair for her to to me i i'm not saying that it's it's bad or anything, or, like, I'm not saying that uh, Haruka also knew that, like, Risiko was kind of into Ruka, so mm-hmm. she's not blameless. But, like, you can't help feelings, but, like... Totally. I, I don't know. I feel like it's not fair for Risiko to be kind of, like, push... Not push... Not attacking, not pushing, but, like... But the attitude that she has towards Haruka, I feel like... I mean... Ruka's interested in Haruka. Yeah. So, like, he's equally pursuing her Haruka unless yeah. he's, like, actively plotting to or, like, yeah. trying to or planning to try to ask her out. Mm-hmm. So, like, and then it seems like Risiko is, like, almost trying to punish Haruka for that. Yeah. It's almost like a I call dibs. Yeah. Ooh. And it's just like, well, yeah, but he also has his own free will. Mm-hmm. So, like... What, you're mad at the wrong per- like it she, she shouldn't even have to be mad but like yeah. i understand why she's frustrated but like she's frustrated at the wrong person yeah yeah and she's trying to control the situation that isn't necessarily under her control exactly and like no wonder no wonder haruka feels uncomfortable bringing this up around risiko and only talks to karori about it and it yeah. brings like this divide into the girls yeah because she doesn't want risiko to get mad or like snap at her or you know, like, I think Haruka's trying to dispel you know, some of the tension. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's... She's trying to avoid it. Yeah, it's hard because, like, at the end of the day, like, if Ruka doesn't want Risiko, like, he doesn't want her, so... And, like, they do have to all live together. And they yeah. have to share a room. So, like, Haruka is, like, being an adult about it, I feel mm-hmm. like. And she's basically trying to keep the peace, but mm-hmm. also trying to explore other things yeah right i think it's fine to kind of see you know who you connect with like just because who you like right. you know the first time or the first person you hang out with doesn't mean it has to be the end all be all and so like i think haruka is just kind of like she's dipping her toes in the water a bit you know she's kind of feeling it out in the house and i think risiko was like all in so quickly with ruka that she's not on that same page that same yeah the same page mm-hmm and then at that point, Risiko shares with Ruka about how she kind of, once once Haruka leaves, she stops talking about mundane, ridiculous things that don't mean anything. And she actually tries to have a deep conversation with Ruka. And she shares with him how she scaled back at her fitness training job at AVAX training up-and-coming J-pop idols in order to get more serious about focusing on her parkour career. 
Wow, I said that with a straight voice. She says she wanted to make a career out of doing something that she loves, but it makes her feel anxious and she's feeling nervous about it. And she needs someone to talk to about it and she wanted it to be him. But the thing that Ruka comments on at this point is that in Japanese, there are different levels of language. There is a polite way of speaking. There is a casual way of speaking. And then the casual way is like split into two. It's like super casual. And then it's like a kind of like, like a contempo casual, business casual. I don't know, like <laughs> formal casual. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like, like business casual or like evening wear. I don't, just like weird. Not like, not like black tie, but like the evening wear of language where it's yeah. like, you know, to your family members that you haven't seen in a while or, like, people you just met. Totally. I think that makes sense. And then it's, like, respectful, like, people, your customers or, mm-hmm. like, royalty or, you know, your elders. And there's, like, the top tier yeah. language. So then suddenly, like, Ruga and Risiko, until now, they're, like, pretty much the only two people who, like, to each other that they speak to with a casual language version of Japanese. Ruka doesn't really talk to anyone casually except uh, Risiko, especially not the girls. And Risiko has never talked not casually to Ruka. But suddenly when she she asks him about like wanting to open up to him and like she wanted to, to be him, she suddenly gets really formal and she starts being like, instead of calling him like Ruka, she calls him like Ruka-kun, <laughs> which is like a very cute way of saying like, you know, making it respectful but like in a casual respect like we're just being nice instead of just calling them by their name it's really hard I think it's really hard to describe like calling someone Ruka Kung or like Ruka San or Ruka Sama versus like Ruka because like we don't have that here I mean it's like it would be like Mr. Foster it would be like mm-hmm. it'd be like Kate I guess it would be like oh Kate or Katie, mm-hmm. and then it would be like Caitlin, and then it would be like K- Caitlin Marie. I don't know what your middle name is, Caitlin, and then whatever, or like a middle. I don't know if that's like the next formal thing. It would be like Miss Foster. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. And then it would be like Foster, Foster BSC, <laughs> like Foster JD, Foster yeah. MD. Like I don't, I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. CPA, whatever it is. Like there's just like levels of it, but it's just I don't know. Like your Royal Highness or Princess Royal Highness. I don't. Know. Anyway, that's so digressing, but it's just hard to describe. But anyway, there's just a formal way of saying it. So he's like, why suddenly so formal? Like <laughs> you've never. kind of switched your language with me before why do you think that she did that like on your end as someone who knows japanese like what do you read into that situation to me it's something that girls do not just girls but guys anyone does when they want to it's like because like chan and kun that's like cute it's like what you call young kids or girls or, like, people that you're kind of interested like, cute people, like, oh, you're so cute. Mm-hmm. Like, nani nani chung, whatever, like, mimi chung, or, like, Caitlin chung, you know, that would be that. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be, like, Caitlin's son would be, like, 
Miss Caitlin, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then it would be like Caitlin Sama is like the top. So it would be like when you go to like a hotel, mm-hmm. the people would be like, welcome, you know, Ms. Like Mrs. Ms. Foster. Mm-hmm. It would be like kind of like that as opposed to like Miss Caitlin, mm-hmm. where like it would be like if like a kid would be like Miss Caitlin, mm-hmm. like whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if that's making any sense. Like. I really should look into how to just to explain this mm-hmm. because I'm clearly not good at it. No, no, I think it makes sense. <laughs> I'm just like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I feel like I'm following. I feel like I'm following. But like, it's also something that you do to like make someone feel cute. Like, I feel like it's something that like, it's like kind of like flirtatious. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's flirting. Like, okay. As opposed, because it's not like Duka-san. Like, it, because that if it was like Duka-san, it would be a little removed. But it's like Duka Kun, which is still familiar. I feel like it's it, Kun and Chan are something you call someone when you become friends with them or you start becoming friendly with them. And you might be interested in them, but you're not super familiar with mm-hmm. them yet. So you don't want to call them by their name because that's so personal. Wow, this explains a lot about Japan. <laughs> <laughs> It's too personal to call someone by their name without adding something cute to it. It's too intimate okay. is what they believe okay. or we believe mm-hmm. just to like it's called yobiste. Mm-hmm. It means like call and throw away where it's like you call someone over and you just like throw away, throw it away. Like you're just like, oh, hey, come over here. Mm-hmm. Like kind of. I don't know if that's coming across. But anyway, that's kind of what it is. And like it's something that people call each other like when they're flirting, too. So it's like I I feel like she did it because she was trying to be formal and cute about it. But she was just kind of like trying to be more endearing and a little like flirtatious Mm -hmm. so that he would be intrigued or like by what it might be that she's asking Mm -hmm. or maybe to make the environment a little less heavy Mm -hmm. and make it a little more lighthearted maybe i don't know that's what i'm thinking and then ruka surprisingly is kind of the perfect person for her to talk to because she tells risiko that he understands how she feels because until recently he had been working as an official hire for a company and um, switched jobs so he quote, understands the uneasiness of changing environments or a fluctuating financial and co-worker situation. And he gets that it can be really intimidating. So at this point, Risiko asks Ruka what his goal in life is. And he says that he wants to be a hero. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, God, this becomes a recurring theme. So sweet. Yeah, this is his journey. He mentions it, it really is, by the way, a hero's journey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this now. Ruka's journey is like a hero's journey. Oh, the foreshadowing. End scene. Foreshadowing. What that ends up meaning to you will will only be yet to be revealed. Anyway. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Going back. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Going back. So then at this point, Reisiko says, like, what is your dream? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He says he wants to be a hero because he wants to be useful to people, which is so... <laughs> admirable what a cinnamon roll so sweet if he could not be more cinnamon rolly um, (laughs) he just gets more and more cinnamony every day and then he but then he gets negative and he's like i know it's stupid and it's impossible and i should forget about it 
But Risiko encourages him to not give up his dreams and says, like, why do you necessarily need to forget about it? And he says, do you think I can become one? And she says, of course you can. This conversation is so cute. It's so innocent. They're so innocent. It's like... Like, it just reminds me of, like, kids talking. They're like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're like, I want to be a princess. You know, it's kind of like, oh, like... What do you want to be? Oh, my God. Yeah. I want to do parkour. Look at you dreaming. That's kind of the vibe little I got. dreamers. Aw, adorable little succulent plants. Babies. The baby succulents. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Then Risiko says she wants to learn how to ride a skateboard and wants, again, I guess, because they've already decided they're going to go on a skateboard date at the on their previous date. So this is the second time she's talked about wanting to learn how to ride the skateboard. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Again, again. <laughs> and now she says she verbatim says she wants Ruka to teach her. And Ruka is so cute. He says, I'm not really good enough to like be teaching anyone, but if you don't mind that, then he'd like be happy to like teach you. And she says she wants to try, so let's go to the park soon. And he says, Yeah, I wanna teach you. <laughs> it's almost like at first he didn't really quite get the hint. <laughs> yeah. To be like, no. Loser, I want you to teach me. She's, like, slamming it into his head. <laughs> like, hitting it over his head. Like, yeah. hello, I want you to take me on a date. Here it is. It is skateboarding at the park. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be a professional skateboarder. I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> I just want you to put your hands on me and move me on a board. <laughs> Basically. It's like, you literally have to smack him with this information. It's like, come on. Literally. And then his like face like scrunches up again like a little dog. It's so cute. Puppy dog. Adorbs. I can't. So then the last thing that happens between Ruka and Risiko is is their whole thing when later on Kenny and Shohei are like writing lyrics and making a song based on Shohei's lyrics on the spot and Kenny's singing in like the living room. Risiko's laying on the couch. They're all drinking. And then Kenny comes out of the boy's bedroom. And as soon as he comes out, like Risiko's face like lights up. Mm -hmm. She's just so happy. He has graced everyone with their presence. Uh, with his presence the hero and then she mentions how her cartilage piercing has closed up or she's afraid that it has so would he mind opening it with a needle she bought a piercing needle a a sterile one because the other two boys she asked were freaked out and they're like hell no i don't want to do that um what if it hurts and what if you bleed and all this stuff and he was just like yeah okay sure i don't mind because he also has a bunch of piercings apparently and and thinking about the fact that Kenny was studying, he went, he went to cosmetology school. And I guess, like, that's not the same as piercing, but, like, come on now. But he did, like, what, hair? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> stabbing someone with a needle is... <laughs> I guess, I, I mean, I've pierced my own ears. Like, Ooh. I pierced my own cartilage, so, like... Oh, that's so scary. No way. I would have been like, I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, just do it. Yeah. Ooh. So then he tries to do it, and... I wrote, I wrote, this is pretty intimate, y'all. <laughs> and then on audio, Yamachan goes, are they going to kiss? And they're like in the living room, like with everyone around. Like this feels like it should be a more private moment. I know. It's so intimate. It's like very. And I'm like, why aren't you in the bathroom, dude? Like, what if you bleed all over the couch? Like, what the frick? Bleed all over the couch. Yes. I was like, oh, my God. It was like, this is probably not the time and place and technically cartilage doesn't 
cartilage doesn't bleed as much as your earlobe, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ruka realizes close, so then he asks if she just wants to open it with a piercer, and she says yes. So Risiko asks Ruka if he's hungry, and so she makes him winged gyoza, which is like, it's a, it's a little hard. It's like harder to make than regular just gyoza. Normally, people would just like buy it pre-made and like warm it up, but she basically bought like the full kind that you like can't even just make in the oven you have to make in a pan with a mixture of water and cornstarch and like the way that she makes that is like a very specific like trained way like you have to kind of know how to do it it like takes like a good 20 to 30 minutes i think 20 minutes Mm -hmm. i think maybe so like (laughs) the panelists are like what they're like they're making her winged making him winged gyoza like what they're like freaking out about this they're just like (laughs) That is like that's high high praise or like high high status like yeah she put a lot of work into this exactly and then it takes a lot more effort and then so and then at this point Ruka shares that Risiko came up in his dreams again and then she's just like starts laughing and she's like again but she seems very excited like you know flattered mm-hmm. and then she uh, he says that she was hanging out with someone he didn't know. And Risiko audibly wonders, like, well, like, what it, what does it mean? <laughs> what, what does that mean? I wonder. And co- like, you know, makes a comment about how she seems to pop up in his dreams a lot, huh? And he's like, yep, two times in a row. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about me. <laughs> yeah, basically. So they're both kind of like very, very like they're remind they're kind of like telling each other. In so many words that they're, like, thinking about each mm-hmm. other. But I don't even think they both realize that they're doing it. Like, I don't know if they do. Like, maybe Risako is, but I don't think Ruka is aware. I don't think he is. I, I think she is. I think she's pretty aware. I think he's oblivious. But... Yeah, I think she's pretty aware. I think it goes over Ruka's head. And then Ruka says... Now, Ruka says he wants to go to the park really soon to, like, hang out with her. And then, basically... And then she talks about a game you compete in balancing an umbrella... And he says he wants to do it. And then Risiko says they should bring their own umbrellas. And Ruka's like, they probably have them there yet. <laughs> right? So, like, now it, it proves, like, you know, like, Risiko's, like, calling him out on, like, you don't know what plane means. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, we should bring our own umbrellas. And he's like, isn't that why this is a place you go to do that? <laughs> why would we bring our own yeah. umbrellas? Like, <laughs> just, they're both equally very, like cute her games like she just very she's just so playful yeah they're so cute they have a very like they vibe yeah they're on the same wavelength yeah like absolutely yeah they have a very like similar zest for life mm-hmm. i feel like youthful and fun yeah and then they're like it'll be like morning practice <laughs> like it's like an after school club yeah. or something it's just <laughs> it's adorable i'm just like you're not in like a college on a college sports team but this is really cute (laughs) i i I encourage it like i love this journey for them and then uh risiko comments on how uh how peaceful she finds terrace house to live in because she can play with everyone every day and she's used to entertaining herself most of the time which is kind of sad but she's she uses that as a way to basically say there's always someone here and by someone i mean you ruka (laughs) And then it goes into like very seductively asking him if they should move into the living room to play cards. Ooh. There's that. Should we get back to the cards or should we talk about it now? There's some juicy stuff. 
there's some juicy, juicy, juicy Juicy stuff stuff. here. Yes. So they are playing cards. They play speed, which I don't, speed's a game everyone has, right? Yeah. All right. Like war, Mm -hmm. I guess, is like similar and is basically the same Mm -hmm. thing. And they're just playing, playing, playing till like 2.30 in the morning. Everyone's asleep. I'm like, this just shows their youthfulness. Everyone's (laughs) asleep at this point. Speaking of, I love Shohei's t-shirt that he wears in the scene. It says pending on it in blue. It's like very 80s. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. I want one. Um, but I'm sure it's vintage. It's awesome. So at this point, like they're both, they've both, both have kind of been drinking at this point. And they're a little tipsy. And they decide to make wagers on the last hand, a big bet. And Risiko says it has to be a huge promise that is like you cook dinner for me forever like it has to be something big and it's really serious and so Ruka goes I'm all in and they're both like very giggly but they're very but they're very like adamant that this is like a serious thing and this is like really important and the panelists all on audio comment on how it this seems so fun like it seems like they're having so much fun Mm -hmm. while they're playing and they're like talking and playing these games and so apparently the entire time Ruka has been winning but at the last very very last second Recycle wins and she wins the bet so this means Recycle gets to make a huge promise a huge like she gets to ask for something that is really big and Ruka has to say yes so oh, Ruka says he can't believe he lost out at the very end after being in the lead in the game and then asks her what her demand is. And Risiko confirms it's a promise for life, right? And she says, if it's going to be a forever promise, promise me you'll hang out with me forever. So sweet. And Ruka says, I can do that. And then he goes, but is that all you want? And she says, if it's binding, then even after we leave the house, I want you to hang out with me forever. And he accepts. And that is freaking adorable. Yeah. So then he asks her, and she's like just just beaming at this point. And then she asks her if she's not sleepy. And she insists that she isn't. And then she kind of like tucks. She's sitting on the floor with her like right elbow kind of like leaning on her knee like kind of on the table and then her face like tucks into the nook of her right elbow and she like tucks her face in so it kind of like hides and she kind of like says under her breath into her elbow she like mumbles like be my boyfriend I was like what and Ruka doesn't hear what she says so he goes, wait, 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 can you just repeat what you said? And then she walks it back and she says, I don't know, I'm just sleeping and I'm, I'm mumbling things. <gasps> ah! And the entire panel, including me, was like, what? <laughs> Did she just really ask him to be her boyfriend? And then it cuts, like, it literally cuts the end of the episode here. This is why I was like, should we talk about it later? But like... The entire panel is just pleading with the assistant director to rewind the clip because they need to watch it again. I was shook. They're like, roll it back, roll it back, Laura, roll it back now. (laughs) And they're freaking out because they're like, she asked them, right? She asked. Yep. And I was just like dying, dying. So my question to you 
is, do you really think she meant it? No. When she said that? Or do you think she was just flirting? I think that was like a, I think it was just like a should have been in her head type of thing. Just right. kind of like a, huh, like... I don't know. Like, she was so happy. I wish you would date me. Like, yeah. kind of in her head, she's like, oh, I wish you would date me. Like, but she said it out loud by mistake. Yeah. And she's like, oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah. I definitely don't think she really meant to say it out loud. And then she was like, kind of like, oh, crap. Like, I should have said that. Like, this was. And then she kind of retracted it, which, yep. I mean, I feel like she shouldn't have really said it either. Like, it's just. <sighs> I think you're drunk. And I think. I mean, when you're having fun and you're drunk, like, mm-hmm. you kind of lean into things. Yeah. And I think that might have been what it was. Because yeah. if you're if someone is that cute, like, you're probably, like, you're so cute. Yeah, totally. And that's totally what she's thinking. Like, she's just like, oh, like. Why can't you just date me? Date me. Like, she's probably just like, oh. When you're looking at a, when you're watching, like, a movie or, like, you're looking at a celebrity and they're playing, like, Thor mm-hmm. or something. And you're like, oh, Thor, date me. Like yeah. that. Like, be my boyfriend. Like, kind of like that, I'm guessing. Because, like, I don't necessarily really want to date Thor. Not like he would date me anyway. But, like, it's, like, one of those things where you're just, like, ugh. Yeah. And, like, do you think that he actually heard her? Like, do you think that he was kind of just playing it off? I don't know. It's, like, I wasn't sure if he actually heard her or not. But I also wonder. That's a good question. I'm, like, maybe he did. And he was just kind of, like, wait, what? Like, just kind of double checking to see if that's what she said. I feel like he caught the tail end of what she said mm-hmm. but not the half yeah and what she said in japanese is skiatte, which is like date me or like go out with me mm-hmm. there's different translations for it mm-hmm. and like the translation in the subtitle was will you be my boyfriend yeah or, be my boyfriend yeah not will you be it was be my boyfriend yeah which that was is very it's basically what it means but like most people would also be like will you go out with like skiatte, like date me mm. that's be- it would be like date me okay. so like i feel like that's more accurate like date me because like mm-hmm. boyfriend is kareshi so it'd be like it would be like kareshi ni natte would be like be my boyfriend that's probably what i would okay say would be more uh, more along the lines of be my boyfriend would be like kareshi ni natte that would be a little bit more specific okay it, she just said skiatte so to me i would interpret that a little bit more as like date me because it's like she's like date me. Like I feel like that's more of like something you would say to like if you if you saw someone who was being really cute and you'd be like, Oh, date, date me. me. Like yeah. That's kind of like more of what I got uh-huh. from it. And then I think when it's like date me, I think he probably heard it like me mm-hmm. and then he was like huh, huh? would you say yeah like what was the beginning of that because it could have been like kiss me date me hug me oh, it's true. like tell me like you know mm-hmm. like i think it's more like that so it's just like he didn't hear he might have not heard the first syllable because mm-hmm. it was into her elbow but kind of heard the tail end yeah like the last syllable and was just like wait did i hear that because, I mean, it's basically, like, exactly what the panelists are saying. Like, they were like, rewind it, rewind it. <laughs> like, what? Is that, that actually happened? You can't rewind your life. And he's not going to know mm-hmm. until th- four weeks from now mm-hmm. when it airs. Yeah. But also remember, this is going to air. And they are going to watch this in the house mm-hmm. four weeks from now. So he will know yeah. that she said that. <laughs> and she's going to have to deal with that if she didn't mean it. Yeah. Because... In four weeks, Ruka is going to be very confused puppy if <laughs> she doesn't feel this way anymore. And he's, he feels this way. And then if by that time he likes her or like, you know, mm-hmm. it would be 
it would be sad if like she doesn't like him in that way really and just felt like that was a Freudian slip yeah yeah I was freaking out though at the end of this episode yep I'm sitting there my mouth agape and I'm like what it was nuts I was like oh snap yeah that was crazy all right so I guess we got through the the meteor parts of the episode (laughs) who is next oh we have Kenny and Haruka Mm -hmm. so walking back Earlier on in the episode, Kenny, Haruka, Ruka, and Risiko eat KBBQ, Korean barbecue, at home. And they, like, they have a hot plate, which is actually pretty normal for an Asian household. We had a hot plate growing up, and we used to make yakiniku, Korean barbecue, at home all the time. We would do, like, hot plate stuff. Mm. So we would make our own hot plates, and we would make our own thing. We would do our own shabu-shabu at home, too, like, with a pot. So a lot of these, like, hot pot, hot plate type Things like okonomiyaki, takoyaki, like they buy takoyaki maker, which is like octopus balls and stuff. So like it was, but it's pretty authentic. Like the panelists were commenting that like with the, all the, they have all the wrapped stuff. And then Ruka and Risako basically go to the supermarket to buy gochujang, which is like the, the red spicy paste that they use for green barbecue as like a condiment. And while they're going shopping at the supermarket, uh, Haruka shows Kenny her guitar and Kenny tunes it for her. At this point, Kenny, Haruka tells Kenny that she already forgot what he taught her. And then Kenny basically reminds her how to play the song. And then he points out the frets while he touches her hand. And, and everyone's like, oh my god, he's touching her hand. <laughs> and such and such. Yeah. And they all talk. They just like, it, I feel like with Ruka and... Oh, wait, no, Kenny and, and Haruka, it was, like, really, it was really exciting last week, mm-hmm. but then now it's, like, dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, their interactions are, like, dead. The chemistry just, it just kind of, like, went down. Yeah. So then the uh, only other really big thing with Kenny and Haruka is that they go on their date to the, the her friend's concert gig. Mm-hmm. And basically you see them coming up and they go get steak burritos at Frijoles after, which looks awesome. I hope they have vegan burritos because I want to go there. Oh. It looks so yummy. I know where that is. So yeah. Can we visit it? I'd be down to go. But they both discuss how they really enjoyed it. And Haruka shares that her friend asked her if she would take her to go see Kenny perform sometime. And she says she really loved the lazy melody on the guitar towards the end of the concert and asked if she like knew what she was talking, if he knew what she was talking about. She was like basically trying to start a conversation with him that would be something that he might be interested in talking about. Like, so she was trying to, I feel like here she was really trying to come up with something in common Mm -hmm. for them. To, like discuss yeah because then he could have like talked about the show and like what he liked or like he could have talked about more of the music yeah she's really trying to connect with mm-hmm. him or find some mutual point of interest yeah and then he says he remembers but then she pulls instead of pushes the door so then like, <laughs> it kind of ends the conversation which is adorable and i do that all the time <laughs> i also love the detail that a uh, haruka likes uh regular coca-cola in a can mm-hmm. instead of diet which I admire about her. Kenny, is, is, we learn, is quite the conversationalist. Not. <laughs> like, uh. he has s- such a hard time having a conversation. Like, yeah. he is 
so awkward. He's just, the silences are so, he's a very passive participant in conversation. He doesn't actively try. And like, I feel like he's one of those people from what I can understand is that if it's like a conversation that he's not interested in, he doesn't pay attention, Mm -hmm. which is what he mentions multiple times that he wasn't listening. Yeah. To what Haruka was saying on the first day. He was just like, well, I, was, I wasn't, like, not listening, but it wasn't, I wasn't, like, hearing what you were saying. Yeah, aka I wasn't paying attention to anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wasn't attentively caring about my new roommate that I was going to live with for the next few yeah. months that I might possibly date. Like, okay. The fact that he wasn't paying attention to her, though, makes me think that he wasn't interested in her. Uh-uh. And the fact that he's not trying. Like, you know, he was playing the whole, like, oh, I was being reserved blah 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 from the beginning like it's far enough in now I feel like you have to stop that attitude and not be so reserved and actually have a conversation especially if you want to date like honestly you just can't be on a date like this and then just kind of decide that you're not going to contribute like it's wasting her time exactly it's like then don't then don't get a meal yeah make an excuse yeah like so then she kind of (laughs) she tries they so then she tries to like start a conversation with him and she goes like she asks him if he's met anybody intriguing yet (laughs) and she's like I guess that's like a weird way to ask and I think she's just kind of like are you interested in anyone in the house like what do you and then he just goes I think I'm starting to understand the how everyone ticks and she's it's like you aren't really answering the question (laughs) I feel like that's something he does a lot like he doesn't really answer the question he's being asked and then he gives like kind of like an evasive political answer Mm -hmm. Yeah, he dances around it for sure. Yeah. And then he says, oh, Haruka. So then Haruka's just like, I think at this point she's just like trying to like spark an interest in him mm-hmm. <laughs> in some way to like get him to like care. So she just like doesn't know what else to bring up. So she tries to bring up something like a mutual person they know that they can talk about. Mm-hmm. So she goes, <laughs> you know, I found that Ruka and I have a lot in common. Which is like hint, hint. <laughs> which Kenny goes, show notice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, pay attention to me. Exactly. Show She's interest. Just like, I discovered he. We have a lot of similar interests. Like he really likes motorcycles and cars. And then he is like, nice. And then she's like, don't you find it interesting that he wants a Harley? And he goes, what's a Harley? <laughs> it's plain an ingredient. And then. Haruka chews for a minute. Like, she's just, like, she takes a bite of her burrito, and I feel like she's trying really hard not to spit it out in, like, pure confusion. Because, like, even if you don't drive cars or, like, ride motorcycles, a lot of people know what a Harley is. Yeah. So... I don't know. It was just, and, and technically it's an American car, like, but he, but the thing is, like, he's a surfer dude, so, like, he knows a lot about American culture. He looks at a lot of Instagram, like, it's a little bizarre to yeah. me that he doesn't know what a Harley is, but I don't know. That's just me. But even that question, like, even if he didn't know what a Harley was, like, you can, I don't know, you can kind of, like, still ask questions and, like, kind of figure it out, you know, like, yeah. versus, like, oh, what's that? Like, he could have been, like, He'd be like, oh, I don't know. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know what a Harley is. So, like, I don't understand why that would be so interesting. Uh But would you mind explaining it to me? Yeah. And then she'd be like, oh, like, here's some photos. Or this is the ones we were looking at. Or 
anything like that that kind of carries on the conversation and like exactly like he could have just been like i he's like what's a harley would you mind showing me what it looks like yeah instead of being like oh what's a harley and she's like are you serious like (laughs) yeah it's just and then it just like ends the conversation and then like she's chewing and then he could have just also been like oh sorry i asked you're chewing like that must be rude to like i know it's rude to like talk with your mouthful Mm -hmm. and then she's just like chewing and then it's just like silent (laughs) It's just nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, clearly she was just trying to, like, I mean, that's what she was doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, with why why did she bring it up? Because she wanted to be like, dude, like, I don't know what to talk about with you. So, like, let's just talk about our friend. Yeah, like, things that are uncommon or seemingly that she thinks would be a conversation. And also, like, bringing up Ruka, like. Yeah, like, dude, there are other guys in the house, man. Like, make an effort. Yeah. <laughs> you know like come on she's trying so hard at this point like she's she's asked him like all these she's like keeps like throwing him conversational topics and he just will not respond yeah so then kenny asks haruka what her motivation for joining terrace house is uh why she joined because he doesn't remember much from the day that they arrived at the house and haruka says she thought it would be a good exercise in studying people and their varieties of expressions as an actor and it seemed like a great opportunity for that and it also seemed fun too and when she said it great like it seemed like a great opportunity she was like i don't know if opportunity is the right word but like she's like but it seemed also like it would be a lot of fun and like so i just felt like you know two birds kind of and then kenny asks her what kind of guys she's into or what kind of guys she's dated in the past and she reminds him that they already talked about she already talked about in length about her longest relationship on the first day in the house and she's just like i I feel like she just keeps reminding him like i talked about that already like i feel like she's one of those people who doesn't like to like rehash conversations over and over again either so she's just like i already told you about that like a lot i don't blame her not paying attention (laughs) yeah i would have had the same there's only there's only at the time like there was only three or four i think that he was the fourth person in the house Mm -hmm. so there's only three other people he had to listen to so then kenny goes like i'm really sorry wasn't listening attentively or more it was that i wasn't absorbing all the information and then haruka just like insists that she talked about it she's like i definitely talked about it like i talked about it and then kenny just like blinks really slowly (laughs) like he's just like awkward awkward And, like, Haruka is like, well, so what happened was they ended up being better friends than partners, so they broke up. And then Kenny goes, oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, it's coming back to me now. B.S. And he, like, snaps his fingers, like, I don't believe him. It's coming back to me now. Yeah, I remember that whole conversation. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) And Haruka asks Kenny who he's dated in the past because he hasn't really mentioned like any of his exes this far like you know at all so which i mean would be in line because everyone says kenny doesn't share anything about himself Mm -hmm. and so kenny says he's mostly dated people from the same industry that he's in like performers and musicians like people in the public eye and then haruka says she's decided that she never wants to date within her same industry and then she asks if they could get out get going (laughs) she seems pretty over it yeah and i thought it was really interesting that Kenny mentioned he has only dated people in his same industry because in epi- in the first episode or the second episode, he mentions that 
the second episode, yeah, he mentions that he wants to date anyone but someone in the industry. Like, he said, anyone but someone in the industry is who I'm interested in. And if he wants to date anyone but someone in the industry and he's only dated people in his industry in the past, like, it makes you think, like, what must have happened to you? This would have been a good opportunity for him to share that. Yeah, because he said, like, it's really hard for him to date people openly, like, as a musician, which, I mean, I get, but, like, it's also, like, but are you really famous enough to, like, be that worried about that? Yeah. Like, are people really, like, papping you on the street right now? Like, I mean, now that he's on Terrace House, like, maybe, but, like, at this point before he got on Terrace House, it's, like, are you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was just kind of, like, okay. Yeah. Sure. Like, thinking thinking that you're all cool but i was just like it's not like you're leonardo dicaprio or harry styles here like i I, yeah seriously like are he just kind of took an opportunity to like you know she clearly already talked about her relationship like this could have been his chance to share that as well and like why he feels that way Mm -hmm. yeah so i just i I feel like he 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 only gives a little bit Mm -hmm. but then he doesn't really try to connect yeah it's the same information here he gave yeah and like and thus far like it makes me think because like he and Corey and kenny have connected but they've only really connected about work Mm -hmm. not about personal things like kenny hasn't really shared anything Mm -hmm. personal about his life he's only really shared about his work and the only personal thing he said was about work, yeah. about how he was going to cosmetology school and then he realized he wanted to pursue music and then he quit. I feel like that's literally the only personal thing I know about yep. him. Like, I don't know anything else about no, him. No, he just keeps sharing the same information, like, but in yeah. different ways. It's just like, I don't, I just, it's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, at this point, like, share something new. Yeah, because he never actually answers questions. Mm-mm. Like, he's just so evasive. Yeah, he dodges around it all. It's like he's living in a reality show house without, like, actually living in Mm -hmm. it. Like, not sharing. Like, you know, I feel like this is a very common theme in a lot of reality shows that I watch. Like, Vanderpump Rules or, like, The Real Housewives. Or, like, one of the members. I don't know if you watch Vanderpump Rules. I don't think any. I don't know how many people would watch Vanderpump Rules who listen to this. I used to, but But it's been years. There's this person, Lala, and she had a fiance, and like he's apparently on the show now, which I haven't been catching up lately. But um, until now, he hasn't been on the show, and like they've talked about him, but then it was always a point of contention between the castmates that like they were saying that she wasn't fully putting her whole life on the line. Like, as some of the other people and the other people in relationships on the show were. And that she has this, like, protected part of her life, which they found wasn't mm-hmm. fair. Because if they're all living in the same house and they're all getting the paid, paid, do, getting paid the same contract and they're all the same level of cast, like, regular cast member and not, like, guest or reoccurring, then they should all be held up to the same standard of requirement mm-hmm. of how much they're supposed to be sharing because they're like well there are times where we wish we could say no I don't want to film this mm-hmm. but then we're not allowed to say that yeah 
And, like, why is it that you are allowed to? Yeah, because, like, they're under a lot of scrutiny to, like, reveal, you know, to be in a vulnerable place and share this much to so many viewers, you know, to put their life in the public eye that, like, I understand that, like, I feel like in order for it to work, every party needs to be equally involved. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this is, like, you're a team. Yeah. Like, it's six people in this house. Yeah. Like, it's not a competition at all. It's just they are living in a house, and they have two cars, and they live their daily life, mm-hmm. and this show is just recording to observe it. Yeah, like, it's... there's no production intervention. There's nothing. Yeah, it's, just... it's just them living. Honest human interactions. Like, honest human connection. Yeah, it's just observing. Yeah, so it's, like, it's very, it's very real. Like, you're just watching. It's very, I feel like this show works because I think we are in this YouTube generation where we're so used to watching vlogs mm-hmm. and and just really great content mm-hmm. that users are creating that we're really used to watching real people now. Yeah. And I think that this is appealing to that generation that of people who don't want overproduced content. Yep. People who want real, authentic stories yeah. of life. Because they want to connect to them. The viewers want to connect yeah. to the people that they're seeing on screen. So how would you feel if you were, if the person you were on a date with told you, like, they couldn't remember interacting with you or, like, conversations you had with them, like... Like, that were kind of important about, like, who you are. Like, what your motivation for coming to the house is. Or, like, about your past relationships. Which, like, the whole point of Terrace House is to be here for love or your job. Mm -hmm. So, like, you all talk about that. And, like, if you talked unendingly about your own life like you know someone who expects you to know about I don't know if like Kenny expects you to remember what he says but like if you were in the situation and you kept trying to like actively participate or find something in common with someone and like try to make a conversation and it's just like they are not they're not even trying to be like courteous I mean these people it's not even just a random date they have to live together so like you would think that they would give the other person just the courtesy of like trying to like bond over friendship Mm -hmm. like I just feel like he's so disinterested. Yeah, he like he's not even care. interested in getting to know his roommate. No. Like, I don't know. It just it feels really bizarre. Yeah, like for me, it would be an automatic deal breaker, because I feel like right. uh, for me personally, like I'm someone that's really attentive, and I like especially if I'm interested in someone or dating someone or making a new friend. Like I try, you know, will I remember every single you know little detail about this person? No, but these are, like, big things, like, big conversations to have that I feel like if I was being, you know, super attentive and, like, wanting to get to know the person and listening to them, to have someone tell me that they weren't listening to me, I would just kind of be like, okay, why am I talking to you then? Like, my blood would boil. I, it's, it's like, then why am I talking? Yeah, like, it would be a deal breaker. Like, I would be like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, then this is a waste of my time. You clearly don't care about me. So, yeah. you know, do you have to remember what I said my favorite color was in fourth grade? Like, no. But, you know, for my motivations of being here, my beliefs, my values, yeah. my past relationships, like, I think those are very, very important things. Oh, my God. I would be so livid. Yeah. That that I would be really hurt if, if someone... In that moment, I would be like, 
yeah, you're not it for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's lucky they, they live in the house. Because, yeah. like, if it was someone that I didn't have to see ever again, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to go yeah. then. Like, I'd just be yeah. like, because clearly you don't care. Yeah. And you're not interested. Yep. So. I'm like, it's it's done. Yep. Yeah. It's like, well, then I, I'm not going to keep trying to, like, hit the freaking tennis ball into your side of the tennis court if you're just, like, looking at your nails the whole time mm-hmm. and not trying to, like, return the pass or like return the serve yeah it's a complete waste of time and like yeah just the lack of caring would just kind of put me over the edge so silly he could if he didn't want to go get a meal after he could have just been like let's get this to go and just go back to the house like it's just like and then it's like so funny because the whole time they're at the concert it's not like you can talk when you're like at a concert Mm -hmm. and they're playing music yeah so like you get to know each other afterwards it's like you know the whole dinner and a movie type of idea exactly you know where it's like you do something that you connect over you watch it you know and then you you talk and you hang out that you didn't get to do during the show or the movie like this was their opportunity and he just honestly could care less it seemed like yeah, that was silly. Okay, and then Haruka, pretty much we find out what's happening with Haruka through all of her conversations with Kaori, which is kind of like, they act as like a confessional almost in like an American reality show. Mm-hmm. Haruka and Kaori, Haruka updates Kaori on her status with regards to Haruka and like the car ride. And so she says like, and basically, I mean, we've already kind of talked about most mm-hmm. of this stuff. So, like, basically, she says verbatim that, like, Haruka thinks that Ruka is super easy to talk to mm-hmm. at this point. So, we're kind of getting her insight into how she viewed both the conversation and the car and the date and, like, all of the, her interactions with Ruka. Yeah. So, like, throughout the episode, we find that well, she's basically – we'll just do it this way. She's basically talking to Kaori and she's telling her, like – you know, how she feels and, like, the fluctuations between Ruka versus Kenny. And so she just says, like, you know, the conversation just flows easily with Ruka because uh, they, when it's just the two of them, because they happen to have very similar hobbies, he's into cars and motorcycles too and he's kind of like a secret undercover old man in the body of a 20 year old and she's a self-professed old man (laughs) so it kind of like just oddly works works. yeah and so haruka shares that she wanted to update kori on like recent developments and blah blah blah. and she brings up that like bringing it up with risiko around she'd make it would make her feel bad Mm -hmm. because she knows that Risiko is kind of interested in Ruka at the moment, and she's like, I don't mind telling her, but I didn't feel right bringing it up with her around. So she just, like, kind of is like, eh, I don't know if I can, like, talk about it with mm-hmm. Risiko, which you kind of get, like, the tension yeah. later on. And, and so, like, when when Ruka and when Ruka and Haruka are talking on the couch about like the Harleys and she's like show me which one you want and then Risiko comes down and kind of reclaims the conversation to be her own it's just like you see now like the underlying tension between the two of them living in a house with someone you're both potentially interested in but you're not fully aware because you know you still have to live in the house Mm -hmm. so it's just a little awkward yeah and Corey just kind of gets to be, <laughs> kind of listen to all the drama. Stuck in the middle. 
She's like a priest at a, a priest priest's confessional yeah. is kind of like what everyone kind of refers to. They're coming to confess yeah. and have, you know, I get asked like how many Hail Marys she she thinks they need to say, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, yeah. And then she kind of and then like later on, they discuss her date with Kenny and she talks about how like Haruka says they didn't really talk much at the gig and at dinner. And to be honest, she never really is sure about what to talk about with Kenny because they really don't have that much in common. And so she talks. She's like, we talked about the food. We talked about our dating history for a little bit. But like there really wasn't any meaty topics mm-hmm. to discuss. And so she says we talked. Yeah. And then. She goes, Shohei's really easygoing and goes along with any conversation, but I'm really at a loss when it comes to Kenny. And so, like, she finds Ruka very easy to talk to because they have a lot of things in common. And then with Shohei, she finds it really easy to talk to him because he kind of just goes with the flow and he'll kind of, like, he's a conversationalist. I think the Shohei might be a Gemini, to be honest. Not like anyone cares, but I feel like our listeners must must hopefully not must i hope you guys like astrology (laughs) japanese people really do so it makes sense that i keep referring to it because on the news this is nothing to do with terrace house but um on the news well it's japanese on the news like every day on the daily news they'll do like a ranking of of astrological signs of who has the best luck today and who has the worst luck and like what color to wear and what like special item to carry if you want your luck to change so anyway that's why i'm always referencing this stuff but <laughs> anyway, she says, and then she says, to be to- if I'm being totally honest, she confesses that upon first impression, she is most physically, Haruka is most physically attracted to Kenny. Mm-hmm. And she thinks he's cute, kind of like a poodle. And I thought, ah, Kawaiina, which is like, oh my God, he's so cute, so kawaii. And he's also kind of like a teddy or teddy bear. <laughs> teddy bear. And so... To this, <laughs> Kaori, Kaori responds, so Pooh Bear is not a great conversationalist, <laughs> which is hilarious, Poosang. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm going to, I, I think we need to, to call Kenny Poosang, Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. Yeah. Pooh Bear from now on. <laughs> yeah. And so they say he's not boring per se, but he's elusive and hard to grasp. Nope. But Haruka says talking to Ruka comes much more naturally to her yep. because there's much more of a flow to their conversation. Mm-hmm. And he actually tries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he actually cares about what they want to yeah. talk about, which is kind of important. Yeah. Oh, the panel is surprised that Haruka finds Kenny boring and seeming and how she is seemingly more interested in Ruka now. The studio panel and they think that the studio panel, the panel, the studio panel thinks that um, Kenny just has bad reactions when he's having conversations. Like he's not very reactive, mm-hmm. and he kind of like, they like maybe he's like just doesn't read social cues. Oh, and and he probably lost a lot of points for saying that he wasn't ever listening. Yeah. And they point out how Kenny tends, Kenny tends to hold back, mm-hmm. and like, and like sometimes they might not go over as well as someone like a Shohei who even though things he say may be divisive or sh- shocking or like kind of off the mark mm-hmm. in terms of like not the same but at least he's sharing and he's being honest yeah. and he's like being open to the experience yeah. and embracing the the experience of living in this house and what it entails yeah like I feel like 
with Kenny, if he were to be like, I know that I'm reserved, I know I'm holding back, like, this is right. why, you know, like, I feel like if he... He's not owning it. ...was connecting more, you know? Like, I feel like that would mm-hmm. be okay. Like, I think if he was like, look, like, I'm aware of this, like, I'm sorry right. if this is off-putting, but this is why I, you know, I am the way I am, I feel right. like that would make a huge difference in this case. Yeah. If, like, if even if it was, like, that was his reason for coming... Yeah. He can be like... I find it really hard to open up to people mm-hmm. and I know that I need to be more honest about my feelings because what is a musician if not someone who can't channel their feelings? Yeah. Because when you're singing, you're singing with emotion. Yep. So like if you can't fully translate emotion in your real life, but you're very passionate in your singing life, I can see how that can be a dichotomy. Yep. For normal people and like why he's only dated musicians in the past because musicians understand that you perform with emotion so they might be able to forgive more because they can read it through the song Mm -hmm. but I don't know maybe he like used to like write a song for someone and that would like make everything okay Mm -hmm. but like I feel like if you're not in that industry you have to communicate about how you're feeling, especially if you don't understand what a performing life is like. And it's going to be really tough, especially if he's trying to pursue that type of relationship, if he can't open up and, like, tell people how he's feeling. Because this date is not one I don't think anyone wants to be on. Nope, not at all. I mean, props to Haruka for sticking through it the entire time. Like, I mean, and not faking an emergency via text that Kaori needs them to come home or something like yeah she's being way nicer and mature about it because she sliced her fingers open or you know I mean like who knows but it's just so awkward yeah so they said even with Ruka knowing not knowing like plain and what it means for example at least like that can can kick off a light-hearted like teasing type conversation that can relax the environment to like a much more easygoing, like chill, low pressure vibe that then allows everyone to feel comfortable enough to like open up mm-hmm. more. So like they're saying like he actually like even though it might seem like it might be hard to speak to someone who doesn't know what the word plain means, like he's very like he's very absorptive. Like teach me, show me. Yeah, exactly. He's like that. He's very like Yeah. Yeah. He's like let me learn. He likes yeah. he he thrives on constructive criticism. Yeah. Like He's he's one of those rare rare people that can take what he thinks is not good or like what he thinks he needs to change and like take that and grow mm-hmm. from it, which is really hard. Not many people can yeah. do that. A lot of people think they can, but not many people can actually do it. Can actually do it, yeah. Which is pretty impressive. And they predict that the growing rivalry between Risako and Haruka is only going to grow yeah. and they already noticed how Haruka and Risako never hang out and share scenes Mm -hmm. ever and then so the final kind of big thing in this episode is Shohei Haruka and Kaori have a discussion uh, over dinner after Shohei goes to his first day back at work doing construction for his interior design agency or firm and he has a conversation with his boss or his on-site manager that is about all the things they discussed over the tempura episode tempura incident and 
they basically did the same thing and then his he shares with Haruka and and Kaori because they were the ones that he had this conversation with notice how he won't he doesn't care that Kenny's there because he didn't have any contribution to like give to this actual conversation so it's not like he matters he probably doesn't remember the conversation (laughs) yeah he probably doesn't remember because he probably wasn't even listening attentively which everyone realizes at this point already within two weeks three weeks so then he kind of like brings this up we see it happen and then he brings this to his roommates and he basically tells haruka that he had this conversation that the same conversation he had with them with his on-site manager and his on-site manager said to him oh so like your indifference hasn't changed he was like did you find your passion Mm -hmm. when you went to taiwan and he was just like no well i had a lot of free time Mm -hmm. so i started doing a lot of projects with my friends like writing a novel and like shooting a music video and stuff and he was just like oh so like you it's good to see that your indecisiveness hasn't changed (laughs) like he basically was like did you go off and discover yourself oh good to see that you didn't nice to have you back (laughs) basically and he's just like all right then yeah like did you discover your passion he's like no and he's just like do you want to be an actor or a craftsperson and he's just like i want to do each thing with equal motivation and he's just like so are you still searching and then he's just like okay well as usual you are clearly aimless yeah. Like, yeah and he is just and then the whole time like shohei to his boss is like defend not so much defensive but he's just like well like a bunch of stuff is underway and like more like a bunch of stuff is underway and i'm doing them all and like i'm not wandering around aimlessly like my path is pretty clear to me and then his manager's like this isn't gonna go over well dude yeah. like right. you need to choose. this isn't gonna work yeah. out for you like you're you're being naive yeah. like you're this is not how the world works and so haruka can't keep a straight face <laughs> <laughs> her mouth just keeps trying to like smile because she's like clearly anticipating what the manager is going to say because she's like well why would you be bringing this up to me if like he would is he didn't have the same opinion as me you know what i mean and so he says he was taken aback and it was stung it stung to hear that he comes off as aimless and he said i told him i act that i work on other projects as well he told me that i'm leaving an aimless life and that i won't accomplish anything at this pace i was taken aback so then haruka and kaori basically agree with haruka's statement saying that she thinks she that we do have to first master one thing before expanding out into other kinds of work um, and then Corey asks him, would you want to dig deeper into one of those things or and you have going or would you want to like keep doing small jobs in various fields? And then Haruka brings up a very good point, which is like, well, maybe like, you know, you're interested in a lot of things because you're actually truly interested in acting. And then like with acting, you can through acting, you can experience different jobs mm-hmm. and careers and lifestyles and everything you do before you act like while you're in anticipation of acting you're actively searching roles and you're trying to get these jobs and you have this free time and you don't like you have to work a trade then you can work that and then bank your experience and then use that Mm -hmm. to channel it into your art and into your acting which is a really good point honestly like and then that it's, it's very good which is true because like as writers as creators ourselves as artists like people who want to make our own books or like 
series like you dabbled with that I've dabbled with that like I think work is very strong when it's rooted in a place of truth and like you've experienced things like because I mean it's much more authentic if you've experienced it to like describe what an emotion feels like or like what a panic attack feels Mm -hmm. like or like it's hard to know what it feels like if you haven't start for some things Mm -hmm. if you haven't experienced it so like there does give you this extra edge like sure you can research and people can tell you until their face is blue you know and they don't have any oxygen left about what it's like to be something or do something but it's you learn so much more by just experiencing it even for an hour or two hours or a day so you know what she's saying is very great and like that could totally be what it is because like you have to the whole cool thing about acting is you get to try lots of different things and you get to be lots of different people. And that's so interesting. And like, sometimes I wonder, you know, when I'm interested in so many different things, like, I'm just like, maybe I'm just supposed to be an actor. And I just like never realized that. And like, (laughs) I can do everything. That's why I'm so interested in all these things. And like, maybe that's what I should be doing, you know, but then I'm just like, that's crazy, Michelle. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) follow your life calling I know right yeah so then she's like you know it could and then she's just like well why don't you pursue acting and get great at that and then you can use it as a foundation and then it could open doors and a variety of other types of work even in your current work can be source material which is also very true because a lot of celebrities and actors for example they'll start by acting and then they'll direct or they'll start a foundation like Leonardo DiCaprio and his environmental work uh, or you know other things like Reese Witherspoon and her book club and producing and like Gwyneth Paltrow with Goop and her lifestyle brand and like things like that so like people do they are more they're multifaceted people are more interested in things and a lot of times yes like when you're trying to branch out if you already have an established brand there will be pushback and then there will be people who are haters and people who don't who want to, you know, push at you and see if you'll give up by saying, like, why change your brand? Like, we don't want that. Like, no one's going to want this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're crazy. But then the thing is, like, people don't really know what they want. And as long as it's what you want, then you should do yeah. it. And then the people who will also want what you want will come to yep. you. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, take control and then the other people will follow. The ones that really, really do care, they'll follow your control. So. Exactly. Basically, like, I felt like she was very, very wise Mm -hmm. and it was very apropos for her self-professed old man persona, (laughs) old man Haruka or Haruka Papa. And, but then she's really sweet because she's like, well, maybe, maybe it was just the way you communicated it to him. And like, you always intended it to be kind of like that, but like, you just didn't, it just didn't come across. But you sounded aimless. (laughs) And then, and then, and then Shohei's like, perhaps my explanation sounded aimless, like I'm dabbling in this and that. But then he's like, but actually I don't want to narrow it down. Yeah. And I want to, because then Corey, I don't know if this is like a good advice necessarily, because then she goes, or you could just become so famous that it doesn't even matter anymore. And he's like, yeah, become known as everything guy. Yeah, that sounds easier. I think I'm going to go with that. (laughs) And then Yamachan, like, and the panels are going like, so what is it with, with, Shohei like what what does he not like like about it like because he keeps the recurring theme with them is like it would be easier to or it would be easier or more convenient Uh like 
it seems like he keeps going down the path of least resistance. Yeah, it's almost like he doesn't want to work so much. Hard. For one thing. Yeah, he doesn't really want... Yeah, he just wants to be happy. Yeah, and have it be easy. Like, you gotta put a lot of hard work to make this happen. Yeah, exactly. And then Haruka's like, well, if it bothered you so much, then, like, you know, that someone saw you as aimless, then, like, maybe you should do something to mm-hmm. change that because if you don't change anything like it's gonna be the same yeah they're gonna be the same perception people aren't gonna change their opinions because if nothing changes nothing changes mm-hmm. so you know like it's just i just figured like if that's what you were concerned about and it was really bothering you then you know maybe these would be some suggestions mm-hmm. that might help you yeah because we're in similar fields and then panel just yeah basically wonders if he just like doesn't want to do or say anything that requires a considerable amount of mm-hmm. effort. So like, do you? I mean, you. What do you think about Haruka's advice? I really liked her advice in this. You know, yeah. I feel like with the temper incident, it was very much like oh, this is what I believe. Blah blah blah. Like I'm set in this. With this, she was definitely I feel like a little bit more like kind of helping him. You know, like yeah. I I liked I liked her advice. Um, I think. Work is stronger when it's rooted in some truth. Um, yeah. I do because, like, kind of like you said earlier, like it's hard to really know something if until you understand it. Yeah, and that's why I have a job sometimes. You can see, like, why as an actress, she sees it that way. You know, because she's like, yeah. you can focus on acting. Like, it's almost like she wants him to say, like, focus on acting. You know, like she wants to shake him. Yeah, exactly. She's probably like, focus on acting and then add everything on the side. And he's like, nope, yeah. nope, <laughs> nope, not not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. He's just like slicing all of her ideas yeah. like melons with a freaking katana knife or something. Like, yeah, it's... but like, I think she has a good point. Yeah, I think so too. I just, I think. I think she just has really good advice. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's well suited because she probably knows a lot of actors. Mm-hmm. So she probably has, and she's been doing it so long. So she's probably, and it's a career where people come and yeah. go a lot. So I think she just really, she, because she shared that she really does care about him. She thinks that he's easygoing and easy to talk to. And she like likes him as a friend. <laughs> And so she wants him to succeed. Yeah. Like, she wants to help him out. She wants to, like, offer him advice because she wants him to do yeah. well. So, and especially because he brought this to her this time. You know, he he kind of came to her and was just like, it was shocking. Mm-hmm. And it kind of surprised me. And, like, to me, I was just like, you're, why are you so surprised? Like, your roommates literally just told you yeah. this last week. <laughs> it was almost like the affirmation of someone in his work saying that that shook him you know because before he was like okay like whatever like they're just my you know my friends my roommates but to have someone you know that he's working for kind of thinking of him because that that person actually knows him and then he can explain this away with well they don't really know me so they don't get me but then like this person's known him and he's like well you haven't changed and then i mean that's ouch like that's painful like and then to know that like and then he made this I think he made like a joke where he says oh this is what he says it's like it's funny that um that Shoha brings this up a lot he he says that he gets referred to as a lot as a keel bimbo which means a jack of a completely broke jack of all (laughs) trades but master of none and it's funny because my mom literally said that to me last night (laughs) she was like what are you, a keel bimbo? And I was like, oh my God, that's so funny you say that. 
like speaking of which <laughs> because I was just like I don't want it to do that I know but I was like I don't want it to make it seem like that and I was just like telling her all how my stuff connects and stuff and and like I was talking about Shohei and and the stuff and like and she was like and she said it before I even said it and I was just like yeah exactly <laughs> but his boss when he says that I can't I, what was it it was just like he's like you are a jack of all trades but a master of none and then his boss goes, you're consistently broke, but you're not a jack of anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, you may be broke, but you're not a jack of anything. <laughs> like, it was just, and it was so funny because, like, the panelists were so frustrated with him until that point, And they were just like, they Yamachan himself was just, like, itching to, like, be like, oh, like, I can't believe he's saying this. Like, what pretentiousness. <laughs> And, like, who does he think he is? And then as soon as his on-site manager, like, kind of gave him that little, like, sarcastic barb, he was like, oh, that felt so good. I wanted to do that. Oh, I'm so glad he said it to him. Like, it was just like. It's like, finally. <laughs> oh, someone needs to say it. Like, who the hell do you think yeah. you are? Like, it was just, oh, it was hilarious. Thinking you'd just be good at everything. But hopefully make him kind of, you know, reevaluate. You know, maybe yeah. this will kind of change. So, I mean, is it ever possible to have your cake and eat it too, like in the way that he wants to? I just don't feel like, I just feel like it's really, it's just, I feel like it's not, it's not, it's not the rule. Like what he's doing is he's trying to be the exception to the yeah. rule instead of like going, he thinks that what he's saying is like, oh, this is the rule mm -hmm. now. And he's like, no, you're trying to be the exception to the mm -hmm. rule. And like, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, like, I think you can do a lot of things, but you work really hard to do a lot of things. He's just kind of like, I'm going to do a lot of things, and whichever one's easiest is going to be the one I do right now. Which is why that comes across a little you know, aimless and lazy. I feel like it would be different if he was doing a lot of things, but he could explain how they all connected and how they were all going to feed into each yeah. other. I think that's what's missing yeah. here is that he's he can't explain how all of his things are connected yeah. because they're they could be the only Haruka is the first person who has kind of even ever given anything remotely ad, like connective tissuey about him yeah. and the way that he is yeah. and like his different jobs and like how they would feed into each other and like He's never if, if it, it it was one thing if he would be like, oh, well, I act and then modeling naturally comes with acting and then I want to direct, you know, my own projects someday. So that's why I wanted to start with like my friend's music video, because, you know, most actors like they end up, you know, I want to be one of those actors who ends up becoming a director mm -hmm. and a producer in the future. And that's how I want to transition when, you know, I age out of like being able to act competitively. And like if I don't have like a huge breakout success by then like you know I might have to consider to pivot a little and like this is why I'm thinking of that and that's why I'm doing all of these things because I don't really feel like I could ever just do one thing and it makes sense if you can explain yep it in a more cohesive way that not like you have to make other f people feel better but like even for yourself to know like what your what the purpose is yeah. or like what your intentions are like what you're trying to do. Yeah, it absolutely is the purpose. And how you can make it work. Yeah. But, like, he's just, like, I don't know. I just like doing everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, that's why everyone's, like, okay. And then it's, like, and that's one thing. It's fine if that's how he is. 
and like if that's how he's gonna be then he has to own it and like not get bothered when people are like well that sounds aimless Mm -hmm. because like if you're concerned about what other people think then like haruka's right you should change it and like or you need to just drop it and stop being so worried about what other people think about you yeah or defend yourself like you know if someone were to be like oh you're being aimless i'd be like "Uh, no i'm not and here's why he just kind of took it and was like oh yeah whatever or he could have just been like, well, yeah, you're yeah. different. And I agree to I disagree. Agree. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But then, like, you know, at that point, you also have to, like, drop it and let mm-hmm. it go. Like, if that's what you yeah. want. So it's challenging. Yeah. Well, we, we ended on a very sad note no. today. Poor Shohei. <laughs> the last thing we can, we, can, we can talk about to make it fun, we can, we can bring it back to Ruka real quick, where the panelists kind of talk about, I didn't talk about this, but they talk about, they discuss Ruka's dream of of being a hero and how he wants to be a hero. We kind of glossed over that a little bit. And they think it's ridiculously cute that he wants to be one. But Yamachan is like, that's a dream for a five-year-old. Like, are you getting your EMT license? Like, are you getting your certificate? Like, You know, like, yeah. why don't we knock over a old woman in front of him? And if he doesn't pick her up and then they're like, <laughs> and then everyone's like, what? And he's like, damn it. <laughs> and then he basically says, the Chronicles of Ruka will have many chapters. <laughs> and then the young actor dude, Shochan, goes, he's indestructible. And then Yama's like, the Chronicles of Ruka saga will be so popular. But then upon when he says, like, the indestructible comment, he goes indestructible doesn't exist there's no such thing we need to find his achilles heel that's our job <laughs> and then shochan goes i won't let you down i got it <laughs> just like, take ruka down they're like take him down they're just like so upset i can't wait to see him become this hero i'm i'm excited become this hero <laughs> become his hero god do i hope so Hero's journey. I mean, it's very hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I feel like that's that's very loaded, but it's not really a spoiler at all because, like, when you, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil me. <laughs> nope, nothing, nothing. Zip, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Do not spoil. We got more to discuss. Caitlin. Yes, Michelle. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Big Screen Books on Instagram and the Twitters. The Twitters. Michelle, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me at tediously underscore brief on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find my bookstagram on Instagram at Traveling Book Nerds. All one word. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that when you listen to this, you don't think it's super weird that we're laughing right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're hilarious. We're so funny. We're losing our minds. We'll see you for episode five. I'm so excited. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Hi, everyone. This is Jack again, just popping in to let you know where you can find us and listen to us on the interwebs. So like every podcast in the world, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, but you can also find us on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, and so many others. Whatever your favorite provider is, you will be able to find Terrorist Out Podcast. If there is somewhere that we are not, please be sure to email us and let us know so we can submit and get us on there. 
because we want to cover all of the spots. And you can find us at terroristout at gmail.com. And be sure to DM us your comments, questions, and opinions over on the Twitter and Instagram at terroristout. And while you are going down the list of all of these wonderful distribution platforms for Terrorist Out, be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts slash iTunes to rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the show thus far. We absolutely would appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time. Bye.